Welcome back to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering, experience consolation, and hopefully you'll share consolation with others. Today's episode is about prayers of supplication, prayers of petition, when we're asking God for things. This is the fourth in a five-episode series on prayer. The first was adoration, the second was contrition, the third was thanksgiving. Here we are with supplication, and tomorrow, tomorrow's episode we're going to talk about discernment. And I just want to re- remind everyone of the preeminence of prayer. We can, we can do all kinds of things, but if we don't pray, then what do we have? St. Paul says, you can give away your body to be, to, to be burned. You can give to the poor. If you have not love, you have nothing. And how can you have love for God if you don't have prayer in your life? What is the benefit of, of teaching a group of boys how to start a fire or go camping if you don't also teach them the importance of prayer? What, what grace can you expect in your marriage if you're not praying for your spouse and with your spouse, what good can come from a parish program or a Bible study if it doesn't lead to prayer? Prayer is so important. Prayer is the way that we maintain a relationship with God. If we don't pray, we don't have a relationship with God. If we don't teach others to pray, then we're not doing them any favors. And men, especially, you should pray with your children. You should teach them to pray. This episode is going to be about prayers of supplication. And this episode is sponsored by Our Lady of Quebejo. Quebejo, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of Our Blessed Mother. Mary predicted the, the genocide of Rwanda. She warned us that we would experience the same thing if we don't pray every day. She performed the miracle of the sun multiple times. The three visionaries there predicted their own death and resurrection. Mary, through her prayers to Jesus, rose them from the dead. So, what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked? Or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? And as a bonus, the first seven episodes of this podcast are seven different full Seven Stars Rosary Prayers with Different Intentions and Reflections. I share that with you in the hopes of helping you pray the Seven Stars Rosary. And as we begin this episode in talking about prayer, let's begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Lord, help me to say only the things you want me to say. Make me forget the things you don't want me to say. Amen. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Paul tells us to pray always. To give thanks in everything. First Thessalonians chapter 5. How can we pray always if we don't learn how to pray? How can we be open to God's will if we do not pray? 
how can we remind ourselves that we're not God unless we pray? The purpose of prayers of supplication is born from our humility. We are completely dependent upon God. Jesus says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And how can we remain connected to him if we don't pray? The prayer is the way that we keep close to God. And our prayers of petition are the, the, form, the formal structure of our dependence upon God. When we pray, we have to remind ourselves that we're not God by asking God for things. And Jesus did this. Jesus prayed. He said, take this cup from me in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus said to Peter, he said, I have prayed for you. In Luke 22, 32, he prayed that, that Peter would remain strong. So, Praying is something that Jesus did, and he taught us, especially in the Our Father. And, and there are several examples of parables where Jesus taught us how to pray, and they are examples of praying prayers of supplication. The prayer of the widow in Luke 18, I think, who is bugging a judge to rule in her favor, and he ends up ruling in her favor just because of her persistence in prayer. There's the parable of the man who is in bed at midnight, and his neighbor comes and says, hey, help me out. Give me this for, for my, I have some guests. And it was through that man's persistence that he got out of bed. And Jesus told us those parables to tell us to pray always. And those especially are to teach us to pray for things. God wants to be a part of every part of our life. And when we have desires, he wants us to be a part. He wants to be a part of, of that in our life. So he wants us to ask for things. He wants he wants us to tell him about it, our, our desires. The Psalms tell us that God get, it wants to give us the desires of our heart. In Luke's Gospel, Jesus says, it is the Father's desire to give you the kingdom. He, he wants to hold back nothing from us, but he wants us to ask him. And this is something that we can identify as parents, because parenthood is God's pedagogy for us. That's our syllabus for, for learning. When we have kids, that's God's way of teaching us what it's like for him to be our father. So who doesn't want your kids to ask nicely? We might know what they want, but we want them to ask. If we just give it to them and, they, and without them asking, then that deteriorates our relationship. And in the same way, God just wants us to tell him what we want. God wants us to ask him for things. When we have a kid who does ask us, what do we say to them? So the kid might say, can I have some chocolate milk? Can I have some chocolate milk? Can I have some chocolate milk? We say, what's the magic word? 
because we want them to say please, because we, we want them to be polite. We, we want them to not abuse our their relationship with us. We don't want them to take advantage of us. We want them to learn and know and remember that we're the ones forgiving them stuff because we love them and we want to have a relationship with them. In this exact same way, God wants us to ask him for things. God wants us to use the magic word, which is please, which just means, the, the word pray just means please. Just out of humility, we should be asking God for things. And one of the lessons of the Seven Sorrows Rosary is that God uses suffering as a pretext to draw us closer to him. He wants us to ask him for good health. He wants us to ask him for a resolution to a challenge in our life. He wants us to ask him to remind us of our dependence upon him. Just like we want our children to ask us for things, and we want our children to ask nicely. Throughout this series of five podcast episodes where I'm talking about different types of prayer, adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, supplication, and then discernment. Throughout this series, I'm sharing the specific psalms that we can use as templates for our prayers. And this is especially the case with supplication. There are great prayers of supplication. Psalm 16 for blessing. Psalm 31, Psalm 62 as a prayer for trust. And there are two that I really want to focus on. Psalm 23, which is the Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. And Psalm 69, which is just a, a, a hidden jewel. It's, a, it's, the, uh, it's, it's such a great Psalm. Do we think of Psalm 23 as a psalm of supplication. My guess is that we don't. And frankly, Psalm 23, even though it gets a lot of attention, it doesn't get a lot of penetration. People don't dive into it as much as I think they could. So you might not think of Psalm 23 as a prayer of supplication, but let me just let me just read it for you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. In verdant pastures he gives me repose. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me in right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 is such a great psalm. I was helping coach a basketball team at a Catholic school, and I wanted to have the team have a team prayer, but I didn't want to just have the Our Father to be the team prayer, because I thought these boys have heard the Our Father so much that they're not going to they're not going to 
take that time as a, as a moment of prayer. So I had them memorize Psalm 23, and we said Psalm 23 as a team prayer. It's only six verses long. It's so short. It's so poetic. It's so beautiful. And it's a prayer of, it's a prayer of praise because, you know, we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. The Lord is my shepherd. It's the acknowledgement of, of God's omnipotence and his, his, he's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's everywhere. This is a great psalm, and through it, we can we can see prayers of petition. You spread the table before me in the sight of my foes. You know, I walk through the, the dark valley. I fear no evil, because God, we're asking God to protect us in that dark valley. We're asking God to spread the table before us. It's such a great, such a great prayer. Um, he leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. In that way, it's it's a, almost a prayer of, of contrition. It's a prayer after going to confession. It's a great psalm, and it's only six verses long. By contrast, let's look at Psalm 69. Psalm 69 is a bit longer. It's 36 verses, but it is a beautiful prayer. It's very powerful, and it's an unsung prayer. It's an unsung psalm. Psalm 22 gets a lot of attention because Jesus quoted it from the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But Psalm 69 is just as powerful, and it is also a psalm that was, must, was surely on the mind of Jesus as he was on the cross if not on his lips. For example, look at verse 20. Reproaches have broken my heart so that I am in despair. I looked for comfort, but there was none. And for comforters, but I found none. They gave me poison for food. And for thirst, they gave me sour wine to drink. This is a prayer of Christ crucified. And I don't mean to take it down to you know, a prayer of, of Christ crucified only because it is a prayer of supplication. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. It's a prayer of calling out for God in, in desperation. In verse 13, But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love. Answer me in your saving faithfulness. Verse 16, Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Hide not your face from me. For I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. This is a prayer of petition. It's also a prayer of someone who's at their wit's end, which is why I think it's such a great psalm. And as I mentioned in the other episodes, I had my kids memorize several psalms. Sadly, this was not one that I had them memorize because it, it's so, such a powerful, such an evocative psalm. Deliver me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies. And it is a psalm that is reminding us of the need to 
be offering consolation to Jesus and Mary. Jesus said to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque when he showed her his heart, he said, Behold this heart which loves so much and is so little loved. And Mary, in her seven sorrows, she's, she's asking us for consolation. This psalm says, Reproaches have broken my heart. I looked for comfort, but there was none for comforters, and I found none. Through the seven sorrows, we can be comforters for Jesus and Mary. Because by praying the seven sorrows rosary, in effect, we are saying, Jesus, you did not die in vain. Okay, I'm getting a little bit off track as I think about and share about the seven sorrows rosary and praying uh, prayers of comfort for Jesus and Mary. When we're talking about praying prayers of supplication, I just hope that this is helpful to you in, in framing your prayer, in directing your prayer and giving it form. This is how you can pray prayers of supplication. Psalm 16, 23, 31, 62, and 69. But most especially, Psalm 23. Memorize it. It's only six verses long. And Psalm 69 let Psalm 69 be a part of your daily reading. Read through it because it's it's Jesus asking us to console him in his crucifixion and in his uh, passion and death. Prayers of supplication are our most um, most persistent prayers. They're the ones that we pray the most because we're just focused on ourselves. So. Let this be a guide for you. Let, let, let these psalms help give structure to your prayer and be encouraged that God wants us to ask. Let's not feel bad in asking uh, things from him. He wants to be a part of the small parts of our life. He wants, to be, he wants to be in every aspect of our life. So let's not fail to ask God for small things. Thank you for joining me in this podcast today. Tomorrow, I'm going to talk about prayers of discernment, which is going to be decidedly different from the last four episodes. But I hope that it will be as much of value to you as I hope these last four have been. I'm Carl Brown. This is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? You can email me your prayer requests at Carl at EverybodySuffers.com. And who, who can you share this podcast episode with? Who needs to hear that it's okay for us to ask God for things? He wants us to ask him for things. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering or experience consolation. And also hope that you can share consolation with others. Our Lady of Kibeho, pray for us. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. God bless you. Have a great day.